Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Free. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Joe Franklin and Wes Moore on 1037 The Buzz. Hour number three, glad you're with us. Fun hour. Got Razorback baseball going on with Grambling. Look like a nice crowd. Should be. Weather's up there in Fayetteville's nice, just like it is here in central Arkansas. Bunch of students out in the outfield. Now I just need the, uh, there we go. Now I need just need my computer. I got the spinning wheel, the old dreaded spinning wheel, Joe. It wouldn't. Well, now doing it again. Two outs. Looks like Colin Fisher's uh, one-two so far. First two guys up. First two guys out for Grambling. Off to a good start. There you go. All right, let's uh, talk a little high school hoops. Joining us now is Kyle Sutherland, SB Live. Let's talk uh, about the state tournament. It is underway. We had some uh, games this afternoon, some girls' games at 1 o'clock, and we've got the boys tipping off. At 2.30 here. Well, I guess they've already tipped off, too. I didn't even realize the time. Kyle, what's up, man? How are you? Busy, busy, Wes. Hope you guys are doing good. I've actually got, I'm watching Mountain Home Benton right now. i got a couple on. My two-year-old jacked my iPad, so I don't have that screen. But <laughs> everything else, man, just rolling, rolling, rolling. It's, we're all tired this time of year, but like these athletes, we got to keep going, right? Yep. Uh, how's Benton looking? Benton is up seven. They're, they're at the free throw line right now, up 18 to 13. It's been a pretty defensive game. You know, they two played Mountain Home and Benton back in December. I can't remember what tournament that was, but they played and, and Mountain Home took them to the wire. Of course, Benton's just been on a roll in that really tough 5A South Conference, but Mountain Home's had a good season, kind of been a little bit inconsistent as of late, but they're really hanging tough with the Panthers right now. Well, let's stick with the state tournament in Searcy and 5A. Who is Benton the favorite in your mind? I think so. Just when, as, as far as you look at just the depth of the 5A South, what they've been able to do so consistently in the turnaround, I would say that they probably are uh, just with the way that they've been playing. But, you know, one team that's just been really dangerous come tournament time in the last couple of years, their 5A foe, Lake Hamilton, who, you know, lost to Pine Bluff in the finals last year. They went to the semifinals the year before. And I don't think a lot of people probably expected them to get to the semifinals in 2022. You know, they had that five overtime game with Parkview. So they've got a really intriguing one with Russellville. I think that's one of my favorite first round matchups because mm-hmm. Russellville, you know, that, that really strong start and then a little bit streaky and five a West play. So I'm really excited to see that one. Kyle, any surprises so far from what you've seen to get to this point? Not, not too much, Joe. I think probably the biggest, especially since it's so early, the biggest surprise for me was, you know, Quitman girls, they, they just gave Riverside all they wanted, but they were a really dangerous four seed to me because January 30th, they're sitting at, what was it, 22 and four, 23 and four, something like that, but they've since lost, you know, the end of the season losing five of their last seven. So I think that was probably the most, the most surprising thing for me. I'd actually talked with Coach Hooten before the year, and he wasn't. He, he was pretty honest. He wasn't very high on this team. He talked about they needed some leadership. They needed this. They needed that. All kinds of different things. They got off to a really strong start, but just didn't take care of business down the stretch. And I think that was probably the biggest surprise thus far, you know, just a couple hours into the tournament. Mm. Uh, 5A girls, who is the team to beat? <sighs> Got to go with the the three-time defending charts, I guess two-time defending champion, three in the last four years. Greenwood, I mean, they're just on a tear. Really, since that loss to Mountain Home, seems like they've just been extra motivated. But I'll tell you guys, I, I the, even though the 5A Central's down this year, Bologna, they're about as loaded. If they, of course, lost to Greenwood in the finals last year, they're about as loaded uh, as any team in the state. That's the, that's the kicker, though. They just while they haven't been battle-tested in conference play as much, they definitely were battle-tested in the non-conference. So I think that it wouldn't shock me um, you know, to see both of those teams go on a deep run, but to me, until really Greenwood gets knocked off, you've got to go with them. 6A, Kyle, who is, uh, who's the favorite there? Who are you looking at? few teams that stand out. Of course, everybody's going to point to Conway and North Little Rock, and, and rightfully so, right? They're, they've been there so many different times, but... I really, really like the Sportsmith Northside team. You know, Ricky Smith, he's been around, gosh, for doing it for 25-plus years now. And, and they went to the finals in 2022, lost to North Little Rock. 
I definitely think that this could possibly be the squad to get them there. I really like Springdale as a little bit of a sleeper. I think they're maybe just a year away from a deep tournament run. But I would say, along with Conway, North Little Rock, you always have to put those two in there. But I really like this Fort Smith Northside team this year they they put together. We're talking with Kyle Sutherland from SB Live. What about on the boys' side of 6A? Oh, man. Well, you really – that, that uh, west side is really interesting because Harbor was really good last year, and they've really taken that next step since they've gotten Cortland Muldrew. got to think about the, – the Central Conference has just been incredible with Brian on that 26-game win streak. Of course, Central has had a really good year. I know that they were, re- they were really kicking themselves after dropping that second Bryant game. But, guys, you got to think about North Little Rock, too. I mean, they've been really good this year. And, and the last time, if we're, we're going to talk about a little history here, the last time that the tournament was at their place in 2018, both the boys and the girls won a state championship. So, definitely something to think about there. But, you know, they, they play pretty well at home. So, I definitely think that you got to go with the home team as possibly making a deep run, the charging Wildcats. But, you know, I really like uh, I really like Harbor. Of course, too, you can't forget about Fayetteville. But, to me, uh, I, I – I don't know. I, I would say probably the best basketball right now is probably being played by Harbor, but uh, Central is one that I'm really looking at, especially after last year's finish. To me, they've probably played the toughest schedule just from start to finish, and you think about that non-con schedule, all the traveling they did. I feel like this is the year that they've really got to make a deep run with all that they have. Kyle, is it the same number of uh, games in each time slot, or is it weighed a little heavier as – you get into the evening hours. So it, it's, what is it, 1 o'clock? You know, you'll go boys, girls. But I, I can't remember exactly the order, but you'll go one after the other. I mean, it's pretty much nonstop uh, from 1 o'clock until about 10, 11 o'clock. So it's uh, it's pretty draining for, for a few days at least. Kyle, let's go down to 4A. Start with the 4A boys. Who do you like? Well, you got to go, talking about home teams, you know, I like yep. Farmington this year. They, they uh, it's hosting the tournament, both the boys and the girls, obviously really, really good. Past couple of years, it's really been, you know, Blyville's been that favorite until they got to the final, and they lost both of those games. But talking about it again, it's, it's really kind of – it's hard to, to ride off Little Rock Christian when you think about all that they had coming back. All those college J.J. Andrews, Jamil Wesley, uh, Landron Blocker. I mean, they just – and that it doesn't start – it just starts with them, but it certainly doesn't stop with them. So I really like them, but probably the, the most – those two right there, Farmington and Little Rock Christian, I think they've kind of been the favorite all year. But I'm, one of the more intriguing ones to me is Subiaco Academy. They started winning. They just kept winning. And they've beaten Moralton. I think actually they're, they're, they have two losses. I know one's the Moralton. But that's just a team that just continues to win. And they get a really tough Warren squad who has beaten Mills recently in the first round. The winner gets Little Rock Christian. So that's probably the most unique scenario that I see in Class 4A for the boys. But I would say right now it's definitely the host team Farmington and Little Rock Christian that we could probably see in the finals. On the girls' side, you may have a matchup of Nashville and Farmington in the semifinals in yeah. Farmington, um, and, and they've been like 1-2 and 4A all year long, and Farmington may be the edge uh, on Nashville. What do you think about the other side of the bracket? I went and talked to Rick Treadway yesterday and at Pulaski Academy, and I know they're excited about winning the East Regional over the weekend. Yeah, that's, that was exactly, you read my mind. That was who I was going to point out. I mean, I think that you've just got to look at what Farmington did this year, and they're pretty much the overwhelming favorite to me. It's kind of hard not to put them there. But, you know, as media guys, it's a little sad for us. It's like you said, we're not going to get a Nashville, if we, or at least if we get a Nashville Farmington Part 3, it's not going to be in Hot Springs. So you'll have to watch that up there in northwest Arkansas. But uh, I think that certainly once you look past them, yeah, Nashville is probably – the team, when you think about just their blue-collar defense, the way they share the ball and everything, that's probably going to be the, the one if anybody does get them, just because, again, these two have played each other so well. But kind of to your question about PA, you know, one ten in a row. Coach Treadway talked about the preseason. This is going to be a much different team than what we saw last year. He talked about they were young, they just couldn't take care of the ball, just every negative thing in the book. But this is his last go-around, as you know. He's about to go to, to Sheridan to be the A.D., these girls want to win for him, and they have really got it going together. And what's really scary is they're all extremely young. Some of his best players are freshmen. So I would certainly say that you're right on point with, with thinking that this could be a sleeper in that 4A turn. Kyle, what have been the most dominant team so far, um, regardless of classification on the girls' and boys' side? Oh, man, Farmington for sure. I think that what you, you look at, now, of course, they've dominated the 4A1 conference for the past three years. This was their third year in a row to – 
go undefeated. But to put it into context, they played Duncanville, Texas, obviously a, a consistently premier boys and girls program. They hung within like 10, 11 points. That same Duncanville team beat Conway by like 30 or something. I can't remember the exact thing, but it was a big difference. So that, this Farmington squad, they don't have that that superstar like they had with Jenna Lawrence, but they're just so deep, man. They got Reshire that's an incredible point guard. They got so many different shooters, and they've got so many they can bring off the bench. But they they're without question the most dominant on the girls' side. I think when you look at just across the board for the boys, man, it's just I think you definitely got to put Harbor up there. Like I said, they're kind of playing to me their best basketball in six. They've been against Benton too because they what it's been however long since they've lost. So. Benton and Harbor probably right up there for me. And then also, you can't forget Bryan, even though they had their 26-game win streak snap. I mean, it's it's not easy to go on that kind of run. Yeah, and snap because they had two start not because, but got to remember they had two starters out when they got right. beat. And uh, they're right. getting healthy now. And, and I know they're looking to get back on that run. I thought you might say, I uh, mentioned, uh, give a little love to a 1A team, Mount Vernon and Nola. Aren't they undefeated? That's right. no, 2A, yeah, 2A girls, you can't forget about them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're over 40 games now. I think it's at 42 is their win streak. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's insane. I think dating back to last, was it the regional, they lost to Conway. So they beat Conway Christian in the finals, and they lost some time around the regionals, I think, to them. And they have not lost since. And that's what's crazy about it, Wes. You've got, talking about 2A, so you've got Mansfield, the host, who, mm-hmm. in my opinion, has as, as great of, of any big three when you talk about Allison Edwards, Kinsley, and Kaylee Ward of anybody in the state. The problem is they don't have the kind of depth. Nobody has the kind of depth that Mount Vernon and Nola has. And there are two other starters outside of, you know, Marley Raby, Des McCarty, and A.J. Person. They're pretty good, too, but don't get the kind of recognition. But they've got four or five more on the bench that they can just put out there. So I think more than anything, it's going to be fatigue and that could possibly wear. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from Mount Vernon's talent, but I think that probably when it's all said and done, that if they are hoisting the trophy again, they, it's probably going to be also because they wore some teams down just because they've got two lineups that can really go. We're talking with Kyle Sutherland from SB Live, a little bit about the high school state basketball tournament that's underway. We haven't hit on 3A, 3A yet. What about 3A boys? 3A boys, man, I'll tell you, that bottom half I really like. I'm pulling this up right now. I like the uh, the bottom half there because, you know, Dumas has kind of been one over the past couple of years that has, has really made some noise. You know, they made the finals a couple of years ago, made the in 2022, and then, of course, went to the semifinals last year. But, you know, they match up against Gosnell. Then the Riverview Elks. I think that if Dumas and Riverview play each other in the second round, that could be a big one. Rivercrest and Harmony Grove in the first round, and then that one gets Boonville and CAC. I mean, I, I, I just look at this, guys. I really think that the state champion is going to come out of that bottom part of the bracket. CAC, they won 20 games in a row, have have hit a couple of road bumps along the way, but I still think that they've got what it takes to go on a deep run. Rivercrest, you look at what Jaden Young did as a freshman, putting up 38 points. I think he was in the first round last year. That sophomore class is absolutely loaded. So I really do believe in Riverview. You know, they've got that, that talented trio of, of uh, the Cunninghams and also Tadrian Baker. So... I feel like just with with how loaded this field is at the bottom, that's probably going to be where the state champion comes out of. Then you go to the girls' side. Falk is the undefeated team and certainly deserved their credit. But to me, I feel like Bergman is probably the most loaded. I like Jesseville a lot. They're still a little bit young. But I just looking at Bergman's schedule and who they've played, you know, they, they played some much bigger schools, really down to the wire beat a couple of schools that they probably shouldn't have beaten that were bigger than them. So I feel like that after that 43-0 run a couple of years ago, they could make another deep one this year. Kyle, tournament time is always interesting when you look at some of the records of the teams going into it and you think about possible upsets where there, you know, anything can happen in tournament time. What's the story with Jonesboro being ranked and having a record like they have at 15-13? and 13? I'm glad you asked that, Joe. I've had this conversation quite a few times this year. So I am one of those guys that I am all about strength of schedule. I'm going to put, like, for instance, if there's a team that's beaten, as I like to say, uh, I don't want to say nobodies, but a team that's beaten some that they are absolutely supposed to beat, if they're 15-1, and I'm more than likely going to rank somebody that, and and we, I shouldn't say I, we are going to rank somebody that's 10-5 and that's played some of the best of the best. And that's exactly what Wes Swift always does every single year. They graduated two really big classes in 22 and 23. You think about Keon Williams in 22. He's now falling out at Oklahoma State. 
uh, Isaac Harrell, who's now playing at Elon. I mean, there's so many guys that you can go down the line. They've been injured a little bit this year on top of having to replace what they have. I think and they've won, what is it, four of their last six. Now, one of those losses was to Central, another was to Southwest. That probably shouldn't have happened. But they took Bryant to the wire while Bryant was on that long streak, you know, at their uh, in Jonesboro at Don Riggs. And they've also, they also beat North Little Rock, too. So I think that we've seen what Jonesboro can be. And also, it's, this is the time of the, of the year that West Swift shines. To me, there's nobody else in the state that does it better, especially during postseason time. And I just I can't give up on them until they are no longer in trouble. And, and by the way, they're ranking their number 12 in the top 25. Yep. Who do they have in the first round? Because that seems like that would be a difficult first-round matchup for somebody. What was that? Be they a three, have... Six? Bentonville? I, Bentonville? Is it, is it Bentonville? Yeah, I think it's Bentonville. And Bentonville is fifteen and fifteen, so they have a five yeah, uh, five hundred record. Yeah, so Bentonville, uh, so Bentonville and Jonesboro will play Harvard, so definitely that <laughs> <laughs> gets the top seed. So it's yeah, get get past that one. It's it obviously well obviously doesn't get any easier. We're in state tournament time, but yeah, it's I don't know. I've had a lot of questions about it. even on when I've been on NEA radio. I've been and and it's and it's a legit question. I totally understand it, but I just I just cannot give up on a West Swift coach team until they are no longer in the tournament. I raised my hands because uh, Hudson Polk, the backup, backup, backup catcher, the only catcher for the Razorbacks who I don't think has played yet, Yeah, got the start today, just hit a grand slam home run the first inning. Nice. <laughs> That's <laughs> typically how it goes against – it's usually the third string whatever against Arkansas that usually goes off, isn't it? Uh, it uh, we just had Aaron Fitt on, and he was talking about how crazy it is. Arkansas has got four catchers. And uh, yeah. lot, and most of them could start for just about anybody in the country. And uh, Polk hasn't started yet, and just took a fastball down the middle to straightaway center field, and uh, bounced off the black wall for a grand slam. Arkansas leads six to nothing, and there's nobody out in the first inning. By the way, that's the way you take advantage of those opportunities. And then you're thinking about that score also six nothing already, and the line was four, four and, and a half, half runs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, and our guy Kendall Diggs, by the way, drove in the first run with a uh, double second batter. First guy walked, then Diggs hit a double, and it was one to nothing. Nice. But anyway, uh, I digress. We got Kyle Sutherland on here talking uh, about high school hoops. We have not hit two A, and I don't want to leave anybody out. Kyle, give us a preview of the two A tournament. Well, talking about the the girls, you know, I think Mansfield and and Mount Vernon. Oh, that's probably the first two that you have to think of. I, I also kind of wonder. What some of those East teams, you know, anytime that you get to this time of year, you've really got to look at that Northeast part of the state. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's been great basketball up there for years. And I love that 2A3 conference. You've got Buffalo Island Central that's played pretty well. You've got a really young Earl team, which we need to keep an eye on for the next probably two, three years, at least three years, by the way. Like, that's one that's really heated up. But the girls, it's just until, you know, kind of going back to until proven otherwise, Mount Vernon and Earl is undefeated. They've pretty much dominated everybody for the most part. So, them. I like, and then on the boys' side, man, that's pretty loaded too. Like last year, I don't think that a lot of people predicted Bigelow to win it. Um, and as you know, so I disrespect to them, I just don't know that anybody saw that coming. But Wes, you know, we talked about obviously during football season about how that 2024 class, all the success that they've had. Talking to Craig Newmeyer a couple weeks ago, they're as motivated as ever to get another basketball state championship and then turn around and hopefully win a baseball championship. So. You always got to look at the defending state champions. If they're back in the state tournament, they're a top seed. Gutter Morning Star, they've been kind of a surprising. I like what, what they have to offer as well. You also got to think about England. I think that's probably maybe my top three right now, but I wouldn't be shocked to maybe see. And I don't really know, can't pinpoint one in particular, but this is kind of the class that I feel like at least as long as I've been covering statewide, there always seems to be some sort of upset. But I, I like the what was a sleeper pick at one point in Cutter Morningstar, and I like England a lot. Also, I uh, really like the defending state champion, Bigelow. Kyle Sutherland from SB Live joining us here on Out of Bounds. So let's look at 1A now, Kyle. So that gets interesting with the girls because when you see Mammoth Spring as a three seed, it's very dangerous and it's very surprising. Well, Concord... I believe it was the first. I, should have looked, I forgot to look it up before doing my podcast episode, and I forgot to look at it again. But I believe Concord's win over them in the regional tournament in the semifinals was the first time that Mammoth has lost since Norfolk beat them in the 22 finals. I still like them as the favorite. I, I wouldn't be shocked 
Uh, I think, actually, if I'm not mistaken, them and North Fork are on the other side. If not, I wouldn't be shocked to see a semifinal matchup. But wouldn't it wouldn't shock me to see a part three of that just because those teams are so good. But I'll tell you guys, Concord has really, really been one to watch. I was kind of on the edge of putting them as one of our teams to watch before the season, but I wish I would have done it now. They're, they're another one, like I was saying about Earl, to watch in the next few years. Very, very young and have been playing some really, really good basketball, especially it just seems like they've gotten better and better as the season's gone along. And then this last but not least, uh, the 1A boys, it's kind of been a little – you think about the new school, they've been a little surprising because they lost all their starters, and they've been kind of one of that, that top team in that 1A1 West taking over for County Line. You know, County Line graduated a lot as well. But County Line finally got over the hump. They have had taken a couple of losses to Ozark Catholic, to new school – and then they go on and get that number one seed, so they're on a, on a big run right now. So, I mean, I think you look at them, Bradley also in that mix. I know I'm probably missing one, one or two, but uh, I think that's probably one of the most impressive things. Just again, you know, they play the, the the championship teams play the best basketball about this time of year, and I think that you've really got to pay attention uh, to what County Line is doing. Also, to another one that I, a big one, uh, Mark Tree. You think about how the, the ending of that game went last year. I think it was Bobby Swafford on the call for that one. And it was just uh, about as terrible of a loss that you could think of because you lose on a last-second bucket on one of the la- on your last game of the year. So with mm-hmm. all those guys coming back and all those guys being back this year, I expect Mark Tree to be really, really upset and do something about it and make a deep run. Kyle, thanks. Probably wore you out with all that, but uh, we have a, a great preview and know uh, about some of the teams to watch over the next week or so uh, in the state tournament. Thank you for your time. Absolutely, guys. Always enjoy. We'll talk to you later. Kyle Sutherland with SB Live. State tournament's underway, and uh, Razorback Baseball's underway. Just added another run, Joe. Got a uh, Peyton Holt got on base and leadoff uh, hitter <laughs> Edmondson. They batted around in the first inning. He had a double off the wall, blasted it off the wall. So it's seven to nothing. With the Razorbacks still batting with two outs now, and our guy Kendall Diggs back up for the second time uh, in this first inning. Now just don't give up any runs, and that glow around you is getting brighter and brighter every time they score. <laughs> well. They'll, they, I mean, I feel like they'll give up a run or two here or there, but just keep scoring. I mean, that's the, that's what I want to see from this team, you know, is just to get the bats going, take have good at bats, and they've done that. They've taken some walks. Uh, the pitcher for Grambling has struggled a little bit with his uh, location. It's Kendall Diggs works a count to two and one. And then they did have a, an error in the field. The uh, bases were loaded for Hudson White, and he hit a rocket up the middle, and I thought it was going to be a two-run single up the middle, but the shortstop made a great play, diving play, uh, going towards second base, and while he was on the ground, he grabbed the ball and just shoveled it to the second baseman, and I was like, oh, no, this could be a double play. Second baseman dropped it. I mean, it was a perfect throw right to him, and he dropped it and didn't even get the out at second base. And so that's what led to the, the bases loading. I think the second run scored there, or it loaded the bases for the Grand Slam home run. You mentioned the run rule a few times. What exactly is it? Is it 10 or more runs by the seventh inning? Yes. And game's over? Yes, if the coaches agree to that before the game, I believe. Okay. No, I think that's a rule now. I, actually, okay. I do think it's, it's, a, it's a standard rule. So it doesn't have to be discussed before the game. No. On their way. They could be. Seven to nothing. I was kind of lingering here to see what uh, Kendall Diggs did before we hit this break. It's a full count. He just took a a nasty curveball. Foul tip. So still a full count for Kendall Diggs, runner on second. Arkansas up seven to nothing. We'll update you on that. We'll start to wrap this thing up. It is 3.30. Out of bounds. Rolling. The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Kaufman by Design West, Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC, R-Care, and Parker Cadillac. This is SportsCenter. It'll be a busy day up on the hill for Arkansas sports. 
Arkansas baseball returns to action as they host Grambling today for one game. First pitch is set for three. Coverage for that game can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. Arkansas basketball also gets back to action as they host Vanderbilt in Fayetteville. Arkansas will be going for their first three-game win streak in conference play this year. Dip is set for eight. Coverage will start on the buzz at 7.30. Stay tuned after the game for the Guatney Buick GMC Guatney Chevrolet postgame show. And elsewhere in the SEC, Mississippi State is hosting 16th-ranked Kentucky at 6 on ESPN, and LSU is hosting Georgia at 6 on the SEC Network. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Is your Oaklawn thoroughbred racing action so close you can feel it? Or is it the view from your trackside luxury suite? However you like it, racing season is off and running at Oaklawn with live races every weekend through May 4th. It's fun by the furlong all season long. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Every Tuesday morning during basketball season, you can hear Caliph Battle when he checks in with the guys on Morning Mayhem. It's made possible by Edwards Food Giant. Edwards Food Giant, the meat people. The only stop you'll have to make for all your family's grocery needs. Caliph Battle on your home for Arkansas Razorbacks basketball, 103.7 The Buzz. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Arkansas, it's time for the 7th annual St. Paddy's Day Bear Pong Championship. And it's going down Sunday, March 17th at the downtown location at Brewskies. Tourney starts at 2 p.m. All day championship belts and year-long bragging rights up for grabs. Sign up for your two-person team at BrewskiesPubAndGrub.com. Prizes will be given away for the best team costume. Sunday, March 17th, it's a 7th annual St. Paddy's Day Bear Pong Championship. Find out more online at BrewskiesPubAndGrub.com. Old Man Winter here. One more snowstorm. Not a chance, Mr. Winter. It's spring. It's also time for the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all our award-winning Hyundai models, all backed by America's best warranty. Hurry in. These deals won't last at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end February 29th. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The numbers don't lie. Barry Brandt is the GOAT of Arkansas weather. 36 years experience and double the viewers of any other meteorologist. No nonsense, no hype, just accurate weather forecasts you can trust. That's why more Arkansans get their weather from Barry Brandt over any other source. There's just no question. He's the GOAT. Chief Meteorologist Barry Brandt. Weeknights on Channel 7 News at 6 and 10. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in White. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Hey, Optimus! Watney Unplugged airs Saturdays at 9 a.m. Is that the one with Scott Romine as host? It sure is. We should listen. I agree. Autobots, transform and roll out. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. Out of bounds back, Westmore Joe Franklin. Kendall Diggs grounded out, by the way, to end the inning. 7 nothing Razorbacks, and they have a new pitcher in. So they got Colin Fisher in the inning of work, and now Parker Coyle is in the game. Coyle just gave up the first hit. One out, though. Runner on base. Over on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. A couple of people commenting. Appreciate you guys texting in. And ladies, uh, we'll go back to the uh, court storming. 
uh, from the 870 says, if that's the case, I'm going to go to every Alabama game and start storming the court. I guess he lives in Alabama. Well, you can't be a court storming of one. Not of one? That won't get you a fine? No, that's not happening. Yeah, okay. It may get you arrested. (laughs) There is a... This was... We were talking about uh, other ways of listening to us while the uh, transmitter is being replaced. Uh, This guy says, there is an app called Simple, Simple Radio. You can pick up radio stations all over the country, and it works great. Unlock Facebook... You can still use your phone and search things, and it will not stop the radio. It will play in the background. You should suggest this on uh, the show to, to your listeners. Is that a streaming deal, or is that picking up real radio frequency? Because if it's a streaming deal, there are some more apps out there also. Yeah, I think that's an app, Simple Radio. TuneIn tune Radio is also one that you can search anything on there, and it'll pop up. Now, speaking of, of court storming, last night, Mississippi Valley State, they, ah, yeah. They I were 0-27. They won their first game last night against Prairie View, 57-51, and there was a bit of a court storming. There weren't many people in the stands, but the people that were in the stands, yeah. it was about, about 40, about, 40 Yeah, 50. I was going to say 30, but okay. yeah, somewhere around there. They made it onto the court, and they celebrated. It was their first win that they've seen in a long time. Yeah, all year. And that deserves it. <laughs> it's like, yes, we're not going winless. And if they were in a conference that there were fines, that doesn't deserve a fine. Just Chuck says, my issue with the court storming stuff is that the SEC supposedly doesn't allow it and will fine you if it happens, but then you'll see footage in a promo. Kind of blurs the lines when you use the footage of a punishable offense in your advertising. That is true. That, definitely true. And you'll see it on the SEC network, Right. After a game? Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember Van Pelt was leading his show with the court storming and showing that. It's promoting the conference and, it's, and the excitement that happens in the conference. Yeah, and I, and I was listening to a national show, and this it almost kind of all started way back when uh, with some of the smaller conferences after winning their conference tournament. You know, the, some of the smaller conferences, they'll host the conference tournament there like at the number one seed. And when they finally punch their ticket and get to go to March Madness, what happens? They stormed the court. And that's when it kind of became cool, and everybody was doing it, and then it's on TV, and then it makes it even bigger. Hey, we need to storm the court. We may be on TV, and they're going to show this on ESPN. And now it's some believe it's gotten out of hand, and something needs to be done about it. But it was made cool by the network and ESPN. It was in vogue. Storm the court, celebrate, be on TV. So now they want to take it back. Things have changed. Yeah, some people do. Red Bowen was wanting us to do 2A boys. We got a preview of the 2A boys from the 501. Is the 1A boys tournament in Harrison? Yes, it is. Got some more sound we want to play. What were you telling me now? What Chicago is wanting to, if they move, they want to move quickly. That's, that's what they're saying. If we're going to do it, we want to do it quickly. Yeah, they said they want to be fair to Justin Fields if that's what the route they decide to go where they're going to make a move. They don't want to wait until the draft because that's when you could get some really good deals. But they want to get it done in that free agency time frame so that they say they want to be fair to him. If they're going to make a move and do something different and decide to draft a quarterback, they want him to get the best possible deal out there for him and get to a team that's going to benefit him in the long run. Let's uh, go to Alex Fields or Alex Smith. His thoughts on Justin Fields. He's preparing himself for the reality that he's going to get traded and wear another jersey next year, right? And I think with that, you said it, that I'm going to make him pay. I'm getting another opportunity. And and I do think everything that Justin Fields has been through, um, yeah, he's been this phenomenal recruit. He was the number one recruit in the nation. Obviously, he goes to Georgia out of high school and then transfers to Ohio State. Has an unbelievable career. And then even, the ups, obviously, the ups and downs he's had uh, with the Bears. I think there, there's an element that... I think he's ready for this. I think he he understands the value of the opportunity to be a starting quarterback. I've gotten to be around him a little bit. This is a good kid. Like, I think, listen, if he gets shipped off wherever he goes, I think he's going to go full steam ahead, right? This is my new opportunity. I was in a messed up, this last situation I was in wasn't great, and I'm going to go make the most of this next one. And certainly there will be an element that, yeah, I'm going to make the, I'm going to show the bears, right? If that happens, I, that's only natural. That's only human nature. Um, 
So I, I think that absolutely is a reality. But again, like he's still dealing with the fact that he may also just be a bear. So you're, you're not quite there yet. You're, he's just stuck in this, like, you know, kind of waiting zone, waiting to see this thing play out, which it may play out in a week or so here. Um, it may be sooner than later. Both my trades uh, happened pretty quick. They were both, you know, well before the draft um, and even combine for that matter. So I, I think this, this could, you know, be sooner than later. But again, while you're sitting in this in-between, I, again, it does him no good. Like he's got, he, he's got to evaluate himself from this past season and then go about this next, this off season already preparing himself. Like, how can I get better? How can I be a better starting quarterback? And again, uh, removing all the talking heads, like I, I think is, is a good, is a smart move by him. Right. And so, but yes, that absolutely is a human element of this both times. I, I think I got traded. No doubt. It was like, let's go. Right. I'm, I'm going to run with this opportunity. I'm going to show everybody that like I can still play. And, yeah. and I no doubt that if that happens, which it looks like, like I'm sure that's going to be a part of his thinking as well. Alex Smith saying exactly what, kind of what the Bears are saying. If you're going to do it, let's let's do it right now to be fair to Justin Fields. Everybody has an opinion on this, yeah. and no matter who it is, they have an opinion. And there is support in the fact that some people feel like the right move is to keep Justin Fields, add some pieces around him, and really get the train rolling that way. Well, we got Colin Coward ripping the Chicago media. Why is he ripping on the Chicago media? Because they're backing Justin Fields? He's ripping them for having an opinion? Let's hear from Colin Coward. His final seven games this year, five touchdowns, three picks. Completion percentage around 60% and a passer rating in the low 80s against mostly lousy teams. But the Bears smartly would go out and say very smartly, look, this will be a very tough choice for us. We like what we see. We see somebody who's getting better. I don't, but I understand the game plan. It's year three. His passing numbers are flat. His running numbers have gone down. We can put it on the screen for you. So, And again, they've added pieces. The Chicago Bears aren't perfect. Chase Claypool did not work. I appreciated the effort. DJ Moore's an excellent, absolute, bona fide, number one receiver. Cole Komet... Very fine tight end. The O-line's fine. And for the record, he doesn't win a lot of games, and that's a problem. Don't listen to the analytic nerds. Good quarterbacks win close games. He is a dreadful fourth-quarter quarterback, the worst in the league. Chicago media, their opinion of him is just not reality. Everybody else sees it. The Chicago media, all season long, tried to... Uh, defend him, uh, elevate him, uh, protect him, promote him. Maybe they're watching Ohio State film. But if you look at his second half stats in his career, third and fourth quarter, so this is when you're off script. Now it's up to you. No more script. It's up to you. Three years, his career, second half stats. 77 passer rating, 58% career completion percentage. You know what that is? The guy I keep comparing him to. Zach Wilson. Hmm. But New York media never defends Zach Wilson. They call it as they see it, as they should. I respect that. Chicago media, this guy deserves another year. He is, in the second half, Zach Wilson. Hmm. Highlight tape, moves pretty well, good arm, not efficient, not accurate, off script, very limited. The New York media calls it the truth. The Chicago media has been protecting him and buying into this, we really like him. Stop it. Come on. You're not hoisting a trophy. Caleb Williams is way, way... Drake May. If there was no Caleb Williams, Drake May's too talented to pass on, in my opinion. I'll be honest, I'm not a Colin Coward fan. <laughs> I'm not. I just never have liked that guy. But uh, I have to admit, I agree with everything he said. Well, they don't know about the whole Drake May deal. There's video out there of people ripping on Drake May also about how he turns the ball over. But he mentioned something there in Justin Fields not winning games. Like, there are people that look at him and say he has talent, but is he in the right situation? And Colin Cowherd mentioned he doesn't win games. You're going to be criticized regardless because you know who does win games and been highly criticized? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, if you look... He's been a starter for 24 games, mm -hmm. and if you break it down, the first seven games and the last 17 games, 
first seven games as a starter, as a rookie, being thrown in there, mm-hmm. not starting from the beginning of the season, two and five. Last 17 games, wh- how many games do you think they won he, as, with him as the starter? Last 17 games. They've been 500, I'd say a little bit above 500, 10 and 7. 12 and 5. As the starting quarterback yep. in the last 17 games. But he still gets ripped like he can't play. Mm-hmm. No, he has. I don't, I, I don't watch him so, enough, so but I don't like so him. I don't more think important? he's the answer, but maybe he is. So what's more important? Is it winning? Yes. Or is it about the stats that you're putting up? It's winning. It's winning. 12 and 5 in the last 17 games. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's winning. A good, that's a good run. That's a full season, basically. That's a playoff team, 12-5. and five. That and may be a, a, a division champion at 12-5. and five. All right, when we come back... No, i got to play this one more. I don't know about you, but I grew up... I, I like Peter King a lot. Uh, I've always enjoyed reading his stuff back even when he was in Sports Illustrated and now Monday Morning Quarterback. I think Peter King has made a, a great name for himself for covering the NFL, and he recently announced he is retiring. Here is the NFL Live crew on Peter King. Roz, maybe some people don't know this about you. You didn't your career covering the NFL. How did yeah. Peter help you as you actually changed your beat from baseball to football? Yeah, about 15 years ago, after covering Major League Baseball for 14 years and then transitioning uh, to that, look, I-, I was looking for people who could help, and I knew Peter lived in Jersey, probably read my stuff in the Star-Ledger when I was covering baseball, so I reached out to him. I mean, when I say, Hannah, this guy was on the phone with me for an hour and a half going through, like, specific ways to, to start covering the league, specific people to reach out to, uh, couldn't have been more generous with his time and advice, checked in on me as the time went on to see how I was doing uh, throughout the years obviously we've maintained a friendship and and what really strikes me is I mean that means an awful lot to me obviously in retrospect but over the years just knowing that a lot of other people have similar stories about Peter that is wonderful Bill what about you yeah yeah Peter King very early in my career reached out to me I got that text saying hey it's Peter King call me and I almost couldn't believe it was his number you know like I thought it might have been one of my friends pranking me but I I gave it a call it was Peter on the other line and he wanted to touch base with me wanted to see what I thought about the MVP race that year we went through some of the numbers and I kept thinking does Peter know he has the right guy on the phone? Was he, was he calling some other Bill he wanted to get in touch with? But it was such a, such a moment for me where I felt like, okay, if Peter King believes I have something to add to the conversation or I can make him smarter, I really feel like I've accomplished something. And Peter's done that not just for me, but so many young writers out there. That, that's just an incredible legacy in and of itself. And I just want to point out that he also mentioned in his final column that one of the things that makes them the most optimistic about the future is the smart women who know the game and cover it. And Mina Kimes, Mm. your name was the very first name that he mentioned. Very nice. I I, I, I would say Peter has introduced me to a lot of young writers who he has advocated for, including a young woman named Kaylin Collar, who comes to mind. um, And and, and just that is such a striking legacy to leave. I tell you what, we just all have to pass it on, don't we? Were you a fan of Peter King? At times. He he can be a little over the edge, but for the most part, yes. He shows up at every training camp, and he gives his assessment of every NFL team. Yep, hard worker, and obviously leaves a legacy behind of people that he helped uh, helped out throughout the years. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap it up and hand this thing over to Drive Time, Time Sports, see if Randy's hanging out, wants to come in and tease his show. Parker Coyle back out on the mound for the Razorbacks for a second inning. They lead 7 to nothing. By the way, UAPB brought in one of those soft-tossing guys, throwing the curve and slow, and Arkansas, they, they got a walk and nothing else in the second inning, so it's still seven to nothing. Stick around, we'll wrap it up next. It's out of bounds. Hey basketball fans, the last few games of the season, the Trojans are giving away $2,000 per game and all you have to do is be there to have a shot at winning. Plus, when you buy your tickets online or at the door, just use the word buzz and get your ticket for just $5. It's all to help Little Rock Trojan basketball. Hope to see you at the Jack. 
All About Tire Break Tire Pros makes buying tires simpler, making sure you're ready for any adventure life throws your way. We offer a straightforward approach to tire and auto service that includes nationwide warranties, expert advice, and a great selection of Michelin tires. No matter what you drive or where you have driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Visit in-store in Mapleville or Little Rock or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Tire Pros. Love the drive. Watney Chevrolet is your destination for big Chevy savings. For a limited time, get a 2024 Equinox SUV for just $22,390. Or a roomier 2024 Tahoe SUV for just $65,499. Restrictions apply. So be sure to visit WatneyChevrolet.com to learn more about these big Chevy deals. Or stop by and see us at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville for a test drive and more savings on your favorite Chevy models. Chevrolet. Together, let's drive. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. It's the Average Guy Movie Review, Thursdays in the Zone, with me, Justin Acri, and Wes Moore. Presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi will come in and recap or look ahead to what's trending on TV, the big screen, Netflix, or wherever you get your entertainment. It's presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that will blow your mind. Rockandrollsushi.com. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. When tensions were high between the Soviets and the Americans, communist leader Nikita Khrushchev did something pretty awesome. He gave President John F. Kennedy and his family a dog. The dog's name was Pushinka, whose parents Pushak and Strelka were Russian space dogs. Pushinka quickly became part of the Kennedy family, and Khrushchev clucked, We have one of our Russian operatives in the White House. But like all good dogs, Pushinka was more interested in treats than intel. Doublebees has the treats you love and great deals on all kinds of munchables. My go-to is a 44-ounce Pepsi Zero with a splash of vanilla or a Coke Zero with just a hint of cherry. Delicious. Refreshing. Doublebees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. (laughs) And he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe and a basement full of water? Honey, I think we need a plumber. Is a little out of his league. That's where a homeowner's policy from Shelter Insurance comes in handy. We'll help get your house back in order and your husband back to what he does best. See shelter agents Brian Cress or Caleb Green in North Little Rock or in Brinkley Sea Agent Hunter Cornelison. Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse presents Match Game on Morning Mayhem. Listen for your chance to play their version of the classic TV game show. Brought to you by Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse, Arkansas's truck accessory headquarters for over 30 years. Call 501-568-0040 today or click online at arkansastruck.com. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Wrapping it up, watching a little Diamond Hogs baseball. They're up seven to nothing and threatening here in the whoa, that's long gone. Home run from Jones. Two run shot, just like that. Arkansas leads nine to nothing. Aloy got a double to lead off the inning. It was good to see Aloy get that double. Right down the line, he smoked it. And then Jones just tomahawked that one out. So nine to nothing for the racebacks. I think I had a double R prop bet on Jones today. What was that? Double R? Didn't didn't you have one on Jones? Let me see. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had Jones. I, didn't take I had it, Jones. No. I had Jones in the lineup. I had Wilsmeyer in the lineup. Not Edmondson. Yeah. In the lineup, uh, they did throw a couple of curveballs. Poke. <laughs> you and I were talking about that. That's only logical grambling. He hadn't played yet. 
Uh, you've already seen White. You had Roland catching Colin Fisher uh, when he was uh, pitching back against James Madison. So, uh, you know, again, you can see we're a veteran behind the plate. Give Polk his chance. Um, but then uh, the, the guy that I'm not – I don't understand. Others are struggling. I don't think he's Dr. Strange Glove defensively, but he must not like him right now. Uh, at the DH spot, and that's Jack Wagner. Yeah, I thought this guy would get a uh, a good opportunity. Um, I think I even had him in the lineup. I'd have to look at, at my. Uh, I think you did. Um, Aaron Fit was with us today from D One Baseball, and he's a fan of Wagner. He still thinks he's going to find his way into the lineup and 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 get some uh, opportunities and produce those opportunities just and, and maybe today it's still it's nine to nothing in third inning so you would think at some point they're going to uh get some guys in off the bench but you know he didn't do that at all though against james madison even when there was a lead that one game it was like 15, 15 to 4 yeah. something like that uh he stayed with really? whoever the starter was hmm. now I, I don't know that he won't this time because so many guys are struggling and maybe he wants to give everyone a fair chance maybe i say everyone those that um he gave santos a chance over the weekend there were several that gave an opportunity sunday night against michigan but or sunday afternoon but uh i mean i got i'm surprised they haven't been throwing rocks at me from from saracen but uh jason jones i had him for 0.5 hits he's taking care of that Mm -hmm. 0.5 total runs he's taking care of that winner you like a winner in the third inning. Hudson White, uh, he's already had a uh, granny today. No, it was Polk. Was it Polk? Yeah. Okay, Polk had a grand slam. I don't have him on here. So Peyton Holt just, uh, I, I got uh, Holt for over a hit and over a walk, and he, he led off with a uh, hit in the first inning. And he had a 3-2 count, and I think he just hit ball four for another single. So <laughs> he's two for two, but I needed that walk. Dadgummit. Dadgummit. Uh, let's see. Here was another one. Uh, and I I saw the picture pitcher for Grambling, who I thought was going to start. Uh, he looked like would be the fourth or fifth guy. And he had an ERA of like 13.50. He didn't start. Okay, he didn't start. No. Okay, okay. They saw another guy with an ERA, like maybe one of their better pitchers at 2.91. But he was – the thing was, he, he could get it up there 90 miles per hour. And the Razorbacks hit it. Now they brought in some soft tosser, and they had a little bit of a problem. But now they're changing picture, pitchers had, again. I had six and a half total runs for Arkansas. Six and a half total runs and uh, one and a half total team errors. No errors yet. Yet. What's coming up next? <laughs> Okay, this is Tuesday, correct? Yeah, Tuesday. This is Tuesday. Uh, today we've got our Trey Biddy segment. We combine that with uh, Hoop Scoop. We'll be talking some basketball, obviously, in lieu of Vanderbilt tonight, right here on 1037 The Buzz. Thank you, Wesley. Thank yes, you, Joe. Sir. Thank you for stopping by and thank you for listening. Great job, Joe Franklin. Enjoyed Let's it see. as always. Always. That's Josie. Stick around. Drive Time Sports is next. Have a great night, everybody. Attention Arkansans, low interest rates are back at Red River Ford of Cabot. And we've got a huge selection of new Ford F-150s. And you can get 1.9% for 72 months. Folks, you heard me right, 1.9%. Like I said, low interest rates are back. And at Red River Ford, we've also got the discounts to go along with it. Make that easy drive here to exit 19 or check us out at RedRiverFordCabot.com. For Arkansas.